you can't just like live in bad and hard news like that's not good for your mental health yeah. um so i think yeah. it is sort of you know understanding that like the world is tough and the world will continue to be tough and it's not just 2020 that has been a tough year 2019 was a tough year like 2010 was a tough year you know what i mean every year is a sort of tough year that was alexis from our insights team I'm Nisha Ashra from Mindshare and I'm your host for Provocation with Purpose. It's our podcast where we talk about emerging technologies, culture and changing trends and the impact that these have on our day-to-day lives. So today we're talking about wholesomeness. As the world becomes more cynical, there's a movement that's emerged where we're rejecting pessimism and instead we're embracing the kindness that's in the world. So... Particularly in uncertain times, we are self-soothing through cute animal pictures and funny memes, um, and we're looking for good news. Tell me, like, give me the rundown on what's happening and some notable themes and trends that you've seen happen. Sure. So the way we view the wholesomeness trend, it's really the sincere embracing of good sort of in the face of growing cynicism and unease. Um, We've seen the world shift away from a, you know, a nostalgic Christian value set to a more progressive focus uh, on things like individuality and goodwill. Um, And it's sort of less based around morality and more around general kindness. I think it's a bit sort of the the antidote to some of the toxicity we're seeing and the way the internet has, you know, led the way. So that's yeah. why we're seeing this new kind of sort of wholesomeness emerging, um, one that really rebels against sort of online norms of trolling and insults. Um, and again, yeah, it's something that's, you know, a feel good. And are we talking about that in real life and online or like just because I'm someone who will go to the internet to seek positive content like I'm I've that's like my place where I will go and find funny and good things to look at are we seeing this in like day-to-day life as well yeah I definitely think it's sort of emerging in real life too I think I mean I think there is sort of something around like there is a whole sort of movement around like toxic positivity which I don't think this is necessarily touching Um, I think this is more so you know we're sort of increasingly in an anxious world Um, so we're using this as like a coping mechanism again to like self-soothe amidst this sort of like turbulent times and so it's not just like mood enhancing content that we're sort of gravitating towards but I think it's definitely being expressed and consumed more so there as a way to sort of not escape but sort of I don't know help offer a counterbalance to everything that's going out in the world um so whether that's you know cute puppy videos or sort of positive affirmations or you know news stories about kindness or just like funny TikTok videos it's it's a way for us to like escape all of the doom scrolling (laughs) that everyone's doing right now there there was um definitely a period on instagram where like the positive quotes and affirmations was like a trend for sure um i did see there was a stat which was 90 there's a 19 percent increase in likes when brands post content that features pets yeah which i found interesting um what other like that was one example are we seeing similar similar types of like content and other and other things beyond pets i'm a huge fan of like toddlers over animals (laughs) 
that's me definitely too. a thing for me I mean, I think you sort of see it with some of the like the celebrities and figures like, um, you know, people who are those like genuinely kind people. I don't know whether that's like a Mr. Rogers or something wholesome like, uh, oh, God, what's the painter guy's name? Bob Ross uh, in the last couple of years. Like it's sort of very like earnest, like sweet sort of content. Um, I mean, I think like if we're talking about COVID, uh, you had some good news, um, which was John Mm, Krasinski's show. Um, And I think that, you know, came about because again, people are sort of hearing all of these bad things and it's about you know how can we look for the good? How can we look for the helpers? How can we look for the sort of positive influencers um you know and again whether that's finding it on instagram through um sort of positive affirmations or on tiktok where it is like these cute you know baby or puppy videos or i mean i think even if you look at uh what's happening with the new sort of ios update um the ios 14 where people are Mm -hmm. able to create their sort of own visions of what their iphone would look like um and i feel like I mean, there's so many, like, videos on, like, TikTok and YouTube about, like, how you can, like, hack it and, like, make it your own. Yeah. It almost feels like very MySpace, very sort of, like, nostalgic for, like, a different sort of era of, you know, the internet. Um, but I think, you know, that also gives space for people to sort of include some of these positive affirmations or include... Um, you know, these like wholesome little trends of like how they want to, how they want to not hack, hack isn't the right word because it's sort of now part of the system, but how they want to have their own view of when they open up their phone. Yeah. Are you on, are you on TikTok? I'm not. (laughs) I I, I consume it via Instagram, like, because I feel like everyone's sort of like, yeah, that's true. A lot of content is duplicated. Um, I'm a, I'm a recent TikTok newcomer. I I downloaded it, I think, a couple of months ago, and I gave in because, like, a lot of my friends were sharing, um, like, videos through either text messages or, like, through Instagram. And I was like, this is all TikTok content. So I eventually downloaded it. But I am obsessed. It's like, the place where positive content it's the, it's where everyone needs to go yeah. to find positive content yeah um but it isn't just like it's not just comedy no it, you know people are, it's it's so it i mean the great thing about tiktok is it's something for everybody yeah. um so where do you where do you go for your good news and your good vibes i mean i i definitely say instagram is a place for me okay. um and it's funny you talked about sort of tiktok we made one of my friends download it. She's a very good dancer and she she's like really good at like watching a video and like being able to do it and like all through all through college she would always like she would have these dances memorized from like music videos from like when we were like you know 13 years old so we were like you need to download tiktok and do all these dances and just send us the videos like on text message because we're not going to download TikTok, but we want you to download it and do all the dance stuff and just send it to us. Um, So I feel like it's definitely, TikTok is definitely part of it, even though I'm not necessarily on it. For sure. Yeah. And I do, and I agree, like you can, you can get a lot of that on, on Instagram as well. And I think like, especially Instagram and places like Pinterest, it, it like I said, it does go beyond comedy. Yep. And, you know, to your point about like the iPhone, um, people, people want that like custom experience because they want their own vision yep. in their own world, especially right now, because it is really easy to um, divert onto online content. And actually, I remember 
you know, as part of our COVID pool research at the beginning of um, coronavirus, when when it was coming into its peak, we saw such a huge spike in people going online. Yeah, because we were all at home and you couldn't go out, you couldn't seek those like good vibe and moments in things like going shopping and things like that. It was all online moments. Um, one other area was like I, I was thinking about is when we talk about social media and positivity and and good content and things to like kind of you know what you were saying before about distracting yourself and going into other spaces i personally find when i go to like if i'm watching netflix or something i'm the opposite like give me the true crime murders and and all of the dark and gloomy but when i want like quick bite-sized snackable content it's got to be like good vibes and it was just when I was thinking about my own reality and I think that kind of touches on you know the 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 kind of bigger form content when you're looking at news and things like that it is quite it is quite hard sometimes there's a lot of like negativity in the world um what about you are you like how do you balance that because how do you balance where you seek like the good content and the different types of content that people are consuming definitely i mean i feel like on netflix like and this is even a little bit pre-netflix but like great british bake-off is like my like wholesome Mm. soothing content it's just it's so earnest the people like the support they have for each other like it's not like the traditional american style reality competition show (laughs) it is like the like love you feel from the contestants and from the judges like they just want to do their best they want to make the absolute best bake they can have and they just want to like be there and like do good and like you know be like see my family i can do this like i'm great at this this one passion i have and it's just it, I, I love it. That is, like, my go-to if I need, like, a feel-good, like, hit. <laughs> it's coming back today, um, so I'm it's very excited. So, yeah, it's just started, um, obviously I'm British, yeah. it just started in the UK, um, I think, last week. Yeah, it's premiering um, in, in the, the US UK, today. Yeah, and then the in the UK, obviously, they're going back into what will seem like a proper lockdown again and right now online it, it is every, people's like savior is the fact that great british bake-off is back yeah and it is it's i when i moved here and realized how much americans love it because it's just it, it, you're right it's so different to how cooking competitions are here yeah. and everyone's like helps each other whereas when yeah. you watch shows like that here it's just not it's not the same and and just that like they win a cake plate like they don't win like fifty thousand dollars it's like it is like just like the act of being part of the competition and like winning like that's it yeah yeah it's so Um, wholesome i love it it is you're right it's it is a very wholesome tv show and it is it's a cult tv show back in the uk genuinely so during um, during the peak or what was becoming the peak of COVID, um, we did see some serious but wholesome moves from brands. You know, there was a push for them to help communities. We saw campaigns where they were giving away toilet paper because you couldn't get them in the stores. We saw brands saying thank you to healthcare workers and 
you know also things like how to stay fit while you're at home because we were moving less and that was varied from like social content to you know videos being pushed out so it isn't just you know it isn't just about like the comedy and the cuteness there's a drive for people wanting to see good from everywhere but do you think there is a balance between moving towards like the good content but blocking out what's really happening I think that's interesting. I think it's I think it's just a balance. I mean, even if you look at sort of the, you know, everything that's been happening over the last couple months with, you know, the renewed, you know, activity around Black Lives Matter and obviously there's some really tough and hard news coming out about what's happening and people being disappointed. So I think it's about the positive spin is like finding the wins where we can, you know, I think if you look at something like, you know, body positivity or, you know, black girl magic or stuff like that, or some of the larger brands that are sort of, you know, helping to empower people to sort of be the good and find the good. And um, people are sort of searching for that optimism. And I think brands can help provide some of that through whether it's through sort of wholesomeness or highlighting the good or highlighting the people who are putting in the like tough work and again i think it's being earnest it's being sincere it's being um it's not sort of falling into the trap of like everything is on fire or everything is negative or everything is that i think it's i don't think it's about ignoring that though or Mm -hmm. um or not ignoring it or not sort of pushing it to the side or not sort of covering it up again with that idea of like toxic positivity. It's about, you can't just like live in bad and hard news. Like that's not good for your mental health. Um, So I think it is sort of, you know, understanding that like the world is tough and the world will continue to be tough. And it's not just 2020 that has been a tough year. 2019 was a tough year. Like 2010 was a tough year. You know what I mean? Every year is a sort of tough year. So it's just how can we sort of embrace that sort of sincerity of good um, and um, again, not not have it be a cover up, but have it be sort of a, a balm to just say like I need I need something good to hear. Yeah, and and you know you mentioned that this it, this isn't something that's like all of a sudden new to this year. I think what we've seen this year is there's just like more avenues and more places that people want to go to and different and and you know having your own experience online but where do you like what's what's next like what does this mean for us like looking for that news and that good vibes and what does it mean for the people who are creating it what does it mean for brands like where do you see this like what what do you see happening next oh that's a tough one um I mean, I, I think you see it playing out in content, continue, continuing on sort of where it is from now. Like, obviously, the, the last, you know, probably 10, 15 years, we've seen sort of a rise of sort of like dystopian types of stories. And now we sort of see a smaller movement around the sort of idea of sort of like hope punk in literature. Um, I mean, I think it's you know, continuing to embrace movements, movements like, you know, the body positivity movement. And um, I think it sort of 
it sort of aligns up with some of the other trends that we're seeing this year, like our toppling taboos, where it's, you know, sort of removing some of these stigmas and sort of, again, coming to these things with, you know, open and honest views of the world um, and knowing that there will be sort of some tough and hard conversations, but then knowing that, you know, we have to find some sort of positivity. We have to find sort of some light. We have to find you know, some things that are earnest, some things that are wholesome, some things that are kind. And, you know, I think you'll always have people and, you know, different sort of media entities who will end up sort of falling from grace um, and, you know, maybe not sort of proving themselves. But I think it's, you know, we have to sort of like get back up and dust ourselves off. And I don't know, uh, I guess find like the next thing. I don't know if that really answers yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, when, again, when I was thinking about this earlier, when it's like continuing to do all of this stuff and, and you know, just making sure that you don't fall down that rabbit hole, like, when does positive content become tone deaf? Or does it? Does it even? I mean, I, I, I think I've seen things where it's like, it's hard sometimes to know when it's crossed the line when you're seeing all these memes. Yeah. You, you, when we when we first started moving, working at home, and everyone was talking about working at home, but the the bigger picture was we were working at home because we couldn't see each other and we weren't allowed to touch each other, we weren't allowed to hug each other, we weren't allowed to. It, it was a dark place outside, but everyone's mind was like working at home. So we saw this like huge influx of all these memes joking about like working at home and what it was like, which yeah like in the mood of what was happening it was funny and that but then you know there could have been like one thing that you saw and you're like nope that crossed the line yeah and i think especially when we talk about seeing content from brands i personally find that it is a it's such a fine line of when something could just like cross it too far and it's like just completely missed the point of what they were trying to do yeah i mean i think there's uh, <laughs> It's a sort of overused term, but I think there has to be the sort of authenticity that sort of like goes along with it. Like, is that part of, you know, the the brand sort of ethos in terms of like, I think it's when it goes over the line is probably when it's something that doesn't feel like it's the right voice coming from the right brand or person or something like that. Um, and I think it really is, you know, like we have to be aware of sort of the current state of sort of public discourse, you know, like when is a sort of good moment to embrace wholesomeness, you know, when it's sort of needed, you know, we know that in times of uncertainty and anxiety, uh, people do gravitate towards, you know, happier content to help give them, you know, a sort of sense of, you know, emotional boost. And I think, you know, talking about something that, you know, is sort of COVID related that does feel quite wholesome is like the 7 p.m. clap, you know? And I think that mm -hmm. didn't, you know, I think that really came from Italy, us sort of seeing them as that precursor to us, you know, going into the lockdown. And, you know, they found those moments of community even when they were, weren't able to see each other. Like, I feel like you saw all those videos of, um, you know, people, uh, you know, uh, putting movies like out in like a sort of like public plaza that people could watch from their balconies. And you saw these sort of neighbors supporting each other. And, you know, the clapping sort of really started from there as like, 
like a very earnest way of being like, thank you so much for all you're doing. We are trying to, we see you are working like a superhuman and we are trying to do our best to, to help support you in that by like not leaving. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, again, that sort of like, it came out of a very dark place. Um, It came out of a scary place. um, But it was something that the community sort of came together for and embraced. Um, And again, I think, like I said, it felt very sort of authentic. It wasn't this like canned messaging. And I think that's why you saw, you know, when a a lot of ads started coming out and they just all sounded the same and just all looked the same and just in in these unprecedented times you know and it just it became a thing that people were just like like you're just saying that like where is the sort of like meaning where is the heart behind it and i think i think that's where you have to again what's that right tone and um i think people can sort of see through some of that you know, I think, again, we are sort of cynical and we know that they're trying to sell us stuff and um, versus, I think, hearing about where they really did help, you know, where they were donating things or, you know, how how are you actually helping people? Because I think that's, you know, I think that's what people cared about. People are searching for optimism and brands can really provide that through wholesome content. So that's it for this episode of Provocation with Purpose. It's the podcast where we talk about pushing the boundaries and reimagining the potential fates of media and what it means for us. So subscribe and stay tuned for more from Team Mindshare. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Mindshare underscore USA.